Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Freshman 15 Podcast. Ben Dopper back here. With Colin Bass. Ben, who do we have on today? Well, who we have on today is actually a colleague of one of yours, and like, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm on the right hand right now of two presidents. We've got Sutton Hauser on today. Sutton, thanks so much for joining us. Ben, Colin, I really appreciate y'all having me here today. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, so how's it been going? You know, we got a, we got a beautiful day out there today, and you you know, you just show up to the studio. What's on your mind? <laughs> I mean, I've been listening to some of y'all's podcasts before coming up, and, you know, I think there's just a lot of great things we can talk about. I mean, freshman year is an incredible year of growth, mm-hmm. and, you know, college is, as a whole is just a wonderful time to invest in friendships and to get to know different people and have a lot of great experiences. So I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've seen that too. It kind of it flew by. It's yeah. already, we have a week left, we have finals, and that's it. And it flew by. I can't even imagine like being a senior. You're like a couple, just a matter of days away from graduation. That's insane. So looking back, freshman year, sophomore year, even your whole entire career, mm-hmm. what's kind of the biggest message you've seen across the entire thing that we can kind of hone in on? I think something I didn't understand freshman year that I'm still working on understanding <laughs> is the fact that oftentimes I have no idea what is going on. None of us have any <laughs> idea what's going on. We're doing our best. Um, and I think it's so easy sometimes to get that five-year plan to get, all right, this is how my freshman year is going to go. This is how my sophomore is going to go. This is how yeah. my college experience is going to go. When I graduate college, I'm going to look like this. And then I'm going to go get this job. And then, you know, it all plays out. And I've, I remember thinking back freshman year. And I very clearly had no idea what my college experience was going to be like. Yeah. If, if I knew I was going to be traveling abroad or if I was going to be serving as student body president within student government, I would have, if you would have told me that freshman year, I would have thought I was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, one thing I've just loved is just being willing to walk by faith and, you know, see what doors open and being willing to kind of go with it um, and enjoying every moment I can. Mm-hmm. And just so our listeners are a little more familiar with it, uh, what doors have opened for you, and what ways have you gotten plugged in since that freshman year? Absolutely. So I came here uh, to Baylor. Um, really, only knew one person uh, well, which is my older brother. But I had a couple of high school buddies who were coming as well. So I, knew, I guess I knew a few people, um, and really not know what to expect. But since freshman year, I joined uh, KOT, which is a local fraternity at Baylor. I joined that group, found a lot of incredible guys. Um, really try to say yes and try to meet as many people as possible, uh, and so just wonderful friendships that developed over these past four years and then it was later freshman year, I was, I was uh, considering going for student government at Alex Hill uh, which is a senior here a uh, good friend of mine he was like hey I think it'd be great if you ran for student, uh, student body uh, or I guess it was freshman class vice president or sophomore yeah. class vice president mm-hmm. um, and so you know he, he said hey I think you should do it and so we did it uh, and so then I, the door to student government opened up and so then I was joining student government and then then I couldn't say no to anything. So right. whatever, whatever event right. I could do, I was doing it. Whatever it was KOT or student government, mm-hmm. I was getting involved. And then uh, just wanting to see how many cool experiences would open up. And really, truly, a lot have. Mm-hmm. I've been so blessed by it. Alex Hale, what a guy. And I think that yeah. kind of brings to light this whole local fraternity rivalry here. Oh. We have, right? Between mm-hmm. the Kai and the KOT. No, we, we were just talking about it before we got on the show. Is that, you know, that, that's something special about Baylor. Is Maybe it's Greek life here isn't as big as you would, you know, like a public school or something like that. But... Like, everybody mixes together really well. And, like, you don't just box into one group. You know, you're – is that what you've kind of found in your experience as well with that? Yeah, looking back on I think freshman year, uh, we all joined a different fraternities or sororities. Yeah. And you almost come back from Christmas break and the guys are now rushing or yeah. pledging and the girls have just gotten in. And so you, all of a sudden you're starting to put names to sororities or names to fraternities, trying to, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of categorize all these people. And I think it was pretty bad freshman year. We all decided we're just going to kind of go our different ways. But – um 
I've enjoyed my grade and how we've handled it kind of coming out of freshman and being like, you know what, it doesn't matter what fraternity we're in. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what sorority you're in. Like, yeah. Say yes to every event. Go meet someone. It doesn't matter what Greek letters are associated with because truthfully, like after college, it really doesn't mean too much. Mm-hmm. What means a lot after college is the experiences and yeah. friendships. And and so I've enjoyed, you know, my friends who are uh, ATOs or Phi Chi's or uh, my friends in every sorority on campus. And so it's it's super sweet. And uh, I think you're right. I think it truly is mm-hmm. unique to Baylor. Absolutely. And so I know you've talked a lot about saying yes and getting plugged in in so many different ways. So I, I think an interesting question that I, I like to ask people, you know, who operate on these tight schedules, just like this guy, Colin Bass, <laughs> is like, Jeez. you know, kind of how do you find rest amid all of that? Because, you, you know, you have so much time and so much of you that you can mm-hmm. spread out. You know, kind of how have you found rest? That really has been something I've struggled with at college. Uh, it's something I'm still working on, you know, as I'm entering into professional career, you know, in the job market. Like, what, what does that look like to find rest? And um, it hasn't been easy. There's been seasons where I've done it very well and been able to kind of take a step back and have intentional time in the morning to read the Bible, to, to just kind of sit in silence or go on walks or go on runs and work out, whatever it was. So there's been different times I've done it in different seasons of my life, but uh, truthfully, I haven't found one way to do it perfectly. And I think that's an area of growth I can continue to work on is, hey, what does it look like to be faithful to say maybe no to some things or to be willing to take a step back and, and make that intentional time? Because that's when I've done that well, I think it's when I've been the best version of myself. Yeah, and I think that's very significant. A couple weeks ago at, at my church, St. Peter's, um, uh, Father Augustine, he gave, challenged me to like make a schedule for my prayer life. And I never really mm-hmm. thought about that before. I was like, okay. What do you what do you mean make a schedule like huh? But it's kind of something we kind of just brush over all the time. It's like put that in your calendar, make yeah. it make it happen. Whether that is working out, whether that is finding time for the Lord, making that time for yourself like important in your daily life mm-hmm. because it can be super easy, especially when you're busy and super involved, to schedule breakfast, lunch, and dinner and never find time to breathe. But it's those little moments that you really find yourself. So mm-hmm. absolutely, and Sutton, I know you, you touched on that, and that's some great insight you have there about the idea of finding rest. And I, I know you talked about that's something you're still trying to work on as you navigate your way into the professional world. So Mm -hmm. kind of tell us a little bit about that and what's next for you. Well, you know, I'm excited about this next step. I'll be going to D.C. I'll be working for Congressman Burgess uh, at his office for the summer and then really hoping to see if I can get connected to do either research and policy or uh, foreign affairs. Um, You know, the business side of me is that international business entrepreneurship uh, double major that I've uh, had here at Baylor, and so I'm excited to see what DC can open up and the different experiences I can go learn and get invested in, really learn about a lot of different things. Yeah, absolutely. And how would you say that your experience with student government has kind of played into that? Because I know, obviously, you said you're studying those subjects, but I've found in my experience um, that you know the best experience you can get is from actually you know doing it and practicing it. And if you want to go into these policies and things like that, um, I think that you'd probably have a really good foundation with your work in student government. Yeah, I think there's just really two key things I can touch on that have maybe prepared me for this next mm-hmm. step. I think first one being just being willing to be open and listen. Um, it uh, is very uh, easy sometimes for us to think, you know, we have it all figured out in our head. Like, hey, we see our perspective. That's easy. It makes rational sense to me. Like, why would I not make rational sense to someone else? Mm-hmm. And that's something I've grown in a lot this year and try to uh, intentionally focus on. Is, okay, what if I'm wrong? What if someone else has a different perspective that could add on to what yeah. I'm thinking? Uh, and that's coming in a lot of different ways, a lot of different conversations and issues we've been working through this year as not only a nation, but as a campus. Uh, and so that'd be the first one. The second one would be people are the most important thing. People are actually the most important thing we have on this earth. And so investing in people and just truly wanting to get to know them, know their heart and know their life stories. That's the reason I'm going to D.C. because a friend of mine 
who's working this office said, hey, I think you do a great job. You know, I, I would like to get, see if I can help you get here. And like that's nothing I've done. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just the fact that there's someone out there looking out for me and who wants to, do the, uh, wants to help me. And so it encourages me to do the same for someone else. It encourages mm-hmm. me to invest in those friendships more because, I mean, that's, that's the best thing we can do in this world is just invest in people. And then that's often where success has come out of when you have these relationships. You can work on different issues and work on different projects, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and it's just incredibly fruitful when you do those two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What would you say, like, as a student coming in as a freshman or even just any, any spectrum in college, what is the easiest way to connect with people? Like, what do you say, how do you invest with people as a student? I think, I was thinking about a way over here. I think the best way to do it is just put yourself in a position. Put yourself in the right position. I mean, if you're, if you're wanting to join the baseball team, you practice baseball. You, you, you work out. You do whatever you need to do and you get in the right position. If you're wanting to invest in friendships, go to, go to different events. Being willing to put yourself in a position that may be vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and get to know someone. And like, yeah. whether you need to work on you know, how to be a better conversationalist, that's, that's something I've looked into. Like, right, how do I actually ask better questions to people? How do I actually <laughs> get to know someone better than just the surface level conversations? Right. So um, put yourself in a position to make friends. And, and it is vulnerable. It is awkward at times. There's no right way to do it. Um, but if you do it that way and if you're willing to, you know, kind of shrug off, well, that was an awkward comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was kind of weird what I just said, you know, let's just keep going. If you want to kind of give yourself some grace, but being mm-hmm. willing to be like, hey, I want to meet these people. Let's go out and see what I can do. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of good that can come from that. I love that. I think kind of a weird connection I thought of. It's kind of like, so freshmen at Baylor, they love to go out dancing at Melody Ranch, yeah. right? And I feel like it's easy for a guy to walk in and be like, Hey, well, I don't know how to dance. I'm just going to sit here and watch everybody else dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you never go out and embarrass yourself yeah. and yeah. kind of make a fool of yourself at first, you're never going to learn how to impress mm-hmm. somebody That's and right. dancing. So that was on Melody Ranch last night. It was on my mind. <laughs> but if you're never going to be able to like get out of your comfort zone, you're never going to be able to impress anybody mm-hmm. either. So I like that column. So I, think, I don't know. It just floated around my head for that one. <laughs> yeah, I like that you mentioned about the baseball analogy. I got the bat and the glove in there, and we're walking on in the fall. No, but besides, besides the point, and, uh, I, I think... I, <laughs> Yeah, well, I, 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 I don't oh, know. Uh, I had to. What was you that? What was that? Uh, you know, I said it on air. Now I have to actually do it. Um, yeah, but I think I think you had a great point there. Sutton and oh, Bass is dropping his water bottle on the show. Good thing. Oh, no, things of, are getting kind of crazy. Good, good thing he's got one of our stickers oh, on it. Oh my bad. I think a, a lot of people can relate to that. Like like you said, putting yourself out there in those social situations. And we had Lauren Kinney, who's out there in the living room right now. I think a big part of her story was um, one night, I think it was a, a worship night or something, mm-hmm. and she she asked a bunch of people to go with her, and she couldn't find anyone. And eventually she just went uh, by herself. Mm-hmm. And I, I think she had a conversation with someone that night that really impacted her. So, like, even, like, like you said, it's so important to find mm-hmm. that community. But even, like, it takes a lot of courage to do that. But if you, like, go somewhere by yourself mm-hmm. and just go into it with an open mind and ready to have a conversation with someone, and that's something that Colin does all the time. Like, this guy is it everything. Like... His social strategy, or whatever you want to call it, it's just, he's just everywhere, um, he, you know, even if he doesn't know the people super well, like, he's going to be there, um, and so that's one thing I've learned a lot about him, but it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. to see, like, y'all's perspectives on that, and both being the, you know, the campaign masters that you are, I'm <laughs> no, sure that plays a significant no, role in no. that. Yeah, but, um, so Sutton, you and Colin, both with that, you know, that presidential experience, and I, we were just... On our last episode, we were making fun of Colin for campaigning so hard when no one was running against him. But what is what has your experience been like? Because I, I know you said like learning how to get to listen to people mm-hmm. and to know them on a deeper level. How has that kind of played into your campaigning and some of the positions you've held? Yeah, I think I think it could be a t- kind of a tale of two cities. So um, 
two years ago, ran for the external vice president position within student government. So that job really is to get connected to Waco, get connected uh, to our state representatives, and get connected on our campus and work with student government on our outreach. Um, and that, that can be done in a lot of different ways. But when I was campaigning for that position, I really went into it with a poor mindset of, hey, I think I would do a good job. This is what I think would be best for our community, our campus, whatever it was. And it was frankly just kind of arrogant. I, mm-hmm. I, I just thought I knew best. I thought I, could, I, I had the right ideas and I was going to move forward with it. And I ended up losing. And it was a very humbling experience and one that I'm grateful for. Because when I ended up running for student body president later, which was a difficult decision to run after I just lost the previous years for a different position, um, what I in- instead did was I got coffee with people. Mm-hmm. From seniors to freshmen to people in student government, people outside of student government, think, hey, what do you think is necessary to happen on our campus? What, what do you think you'd like to see change? What kind of new policies, initiatives, events even, what would you mm-hmm. want to see on our campus? And so I was calling people every day. And when I was campaigning, I was generally asking people, hey, what do you think is important? Do you think this would be a good idea? Yes, but I'll do it this way. That's really interesting. Okay, I'll write that down. And so, I mean, I got, I must have gotten 30 to 50 phone calls, coffee dates, lunches, whatever it was, because I just wanted to know what people were thinking. And then, and what, so then when I went into the campaign season, I had, it wasn't just my idea, it was our ideas. It was, mm-hmm. it was our initiatives, it was our projects. And so I really enjoyed being student body president because I was working collectively with students on a shared passion moving forward. And so I knew it wasn't just my ideas. I knew I had a team behind me who was willing to work together. Uh, and that's why I, I'm so grateful for what has happened this year and any sort of success that's happened this year is because there's been great people collaborating on these ideas mm-hmm. and it's just made, made it the experience 10 times better. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's super significant because this year has been a year where big things have happened in mm-hmm. Senate and in student government as a whole. Yeah. And part of it probably is you. Let's just listening, making a platform just people to share mm-hmm. because I don't, I'm, this is my first year in college, but it is a very unique community here at Baylor that we are just so open to the ideas of just other people and we don't always get along, but it's the fact that like we're willing to listen, and that's where the change is actually created. Because if you're never going to listen, you're not going to let the change mm-hmm. happen. So that's super significant. I love Absolutely. that. And you're you're serving like the people that voted for you, like you're representing yeah. them. And so like if you're having those, you know, 30, 50 coffee dates with you know people all over the map, you're really getting everybody's perspective. Mm-hmm. And like I think sometimes we have this misconception, like. You said the other day, Colin, you got some hate mail on the DMs or something. Like, y'all are only in this for yourselves. But when you hear stuff like that, um, you know, like the, the people at the top really care about everybody here. And they're getting all those perspectives. They're really representing the people who voted on them, which I think is a special thing. But all that to say, as we approach our final few minutes here, Sutton, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to um, share any last advice or closing thoughts you had. Because we really appreciate you making the time to be here today. And I really am thankful for being here. Um, I guess closing thoughts, I mean, freshman year really is an incredible time. Um, but the growth that happens, the friendships that happen, um, that doesn't stop freshman year. I mean, it, that's a lifelong mm-hmm. journey. And Baylor, I'm so thankful for because it is such an incredible place. Um, and so I would just encourage you, encourage all your listeners, as you're going to these years that are different, that are awkward, that are weird, and there's a lot of growth, and growth, growth frankly, kind of hurts sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't always feel like, oh, yes, I've grown a lot today. Like, that, that was awesome. It often comes when something bad happens or something that you kind of get out of your comfort zone with. And so I just encourage y'all to continue to reach out, to meet new people, to continue y'all doing this great podcast. I love that you guys are doing this. Well, thank I, you. I hope and I hope that really helps a lot of people. So mm-hmm. glad to be on today. Thank you well, so th- much. Thank you so much, Sutton. And until next time, this is Ben Schnopper. And Colin Bass. See you guys next we'll week. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much.